0: an abundant harvest, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God. Man, God has, a. oh, that's a word of the Lord right there. Receive receive your grace, receive your fresh new anointing. If you're a a young lady out there, a a daughter, a mother, an aunt, a grandmother, just receive, receive. Receive the the declaration of of the word which Sister Rita spoke of, receive. The new anointing God has for you, receive. The new grace he has upon you, receive. The promotion he has upon you, receive. The, the, the healing, receive healing. Yep, that's it. Healing. Healing in your hearts. Healing in your emotions. Now, God wasn't behind what it is that happened, but he will use it to, to his glory if you will allow him to heal you. He's, that's what I heard him say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to heal the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm setting free the captain, but he said, I need you to, you can't do it. He told me, you can't do it. I want you to have one of your female leaders do it. And that's why he called you to do it. That's why he called you to do it. Ooh, that's good. He says, because when you did it, he says, it set you free from what it is that you have been dealing with. So never be afraid when you're, get, when you're called upon, never be afraid. If the adversary is trying to get you to getting fear, he knows there's a blessing on the other side of your obedience. You will never again be the same. You will never again be the same. I said, you'll never again be the same. Not I, but the spirit of the Lord is saying, you will never again be the same as a result of your obedience today. Oh, and no going back into the box because the box has been obliterated. It's been destroyed. The box of the adversary try to keep you boxed into, he says it's been broken and destroyed. He says this giant that you've seen today, he said you will see no more, receive it. You will see it no more. Your past has gone away. You are a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. He's no longer, He is not holding your past against you. He says, so I need you to stop holding your past against you, including your yesterday, including your five minutes ago. Today's healing. I'm I'm speaking to every woman, every daughter. Woman, thou art loosed. And we're raising up Esther's. And we're raising up Deborah's. And we're raising up mighty women of God who will go forth and do what it is God called them to do. It's not just, it doesn't matter who you are. I don't care what your past is. Everybody's got a past. But God has an awesome present and awesome future for you if you'll receive it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Sister Rita, thank you so very much. That was awesome. Now. Who came this morning expecting a word from the Lord? I don't know about y'all, but I came, man, shoot. I know, I know. Here we go. Y'all ready? All right. Yes, Lord. I'm I'm so excited. Okay. i make this declaration. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me. To preach good tidings unto me, can me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captain and the, the open of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the avengers of, of our God and to comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them the mourn eye to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall raise the old waste, and they shall build the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity, your word. We thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be a demonstration of spirit of power. Holy Spirit, you've already here, continue to move up and down each and every aisle. Move across the airways right now in the name of Jesus. I decrease that you may increase, 100% of you, absolutely none of me. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer, writing the very oracles of your word upon the tables of their heart. I thank you that you've given them ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts that are open and ready to receive the word of God that will ultimately change their lives forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know that the the adversary has spent thousands of years trying to uh, uh, belittle women to the point? In fact, I know when June and I talk about back where her family's from in in, uh, Vietnam and in, in Taiwan and over in China, women are nothing more than property. And... That's how the world or, or the, the, the Babylonian system or the uh, dominion of darkness sees them, but not God. God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that you are the apple of his eye. God says that you are priceless. So why would you ever let somebody ever call you a female dog? Why would you ever let somebody call you other than a woman of God? Why would you ever let them call you anything else but beautiful and precious and valuable and priceless? If you ever call a female other than about her name around me, I'm going to lay hands on you suddenly around your head and neck area and believe God for your healing. We do not do that. Why? Because that's not what God says about you. I want not to let you say that about yourself. I will tell you, that's not who God says you are. God calls you this. God calls you that. God calls you blessed. God calls you prosperous. God calls you his own. God calls you his own. Now, I have a word of the Lord for you this morning. In accordance Isaiah 41 and 10, he says this. I'm reading out an amplified version. He says, fear not. There is nothing to fear, for God says, I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right and righteous and justice. Behold, all they who are enraged and inflamed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. They who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish. You shall seek those who contend with you but shall not find them. They who war against you, you shall be as nothing They shall be as nothing, as nothing at all. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand, and I am the Lord who says to you, fear not, I will help you. I received that. If, they, if you really believe that, just receive that for yourself, receive that for your household, receive that for your family. We make that declaration over everyone who's attached to this, attached to this house, as well as their family members, loved ones, and friends. See, this is the thing. This, let me help you all Let me give you all a nugget. When y'all hear words of the Lord come across the, across the airways, across the pulpit, don't sit there with your mouth shut if you believe that for you and your household what what's your responsible supposed to be a man which means so be it or I'll receive that in other words you're taking possession of it God's not just going to slap it on you like and let it fall on you like ripe cherries off of a tree you have to open your mouth to receive it because that's how the kingdom of God operates it doesn't operate just in your head, you, you, because you can come up with some all kind of crazy stuff. You have to open your mouth. You have to get in line with him. When he says this to you, what did Jesus says? The father tells him the words to say. Jesus says the word back to the father. The father performs what it is Jesus said. But who gave Jesus the words to say? The father. What did Jesus have to do? Receive it. Then what Jesus had to do? Believe it and say it back to the father in order for the father to do it. He cannot do it unless you give him permission. Remember it said, he has the power. He doesn't have the authority because he gave authority to man. Do y'all see that? Don't y'all remember last week when we was talking about Ezekiel? God told Ezekiel what to say, but Ezekiel still had to say it in order for God to perform it. He says, he says, I'm about to shake your whole little, your whole little mentality of the things you think you knew about it. He says, I'm about to show it to you this morning. And if I was to give this word, this message a word, a title, the name of that title will be Trap Game. Trap Game. And I know unless you know something about uh, street, you don't know nothing about no trap. Trap game. This is, this is part two of hiding in plain sight. Trap game. Now, what's a trap game? A trap game is when a stronger opponent overlooks a weaker opponent, and the weaker opponent overcomes adversity, potentially winning the game. What's a trap game? When, you're, when there's a stronger opponent actually overlooks a weaker opponent, and the weaker opponent overcomes adversity to win the game. So your adversary is overlooking you. Your adversary knows that you don't know who you are in Christ, so he ain't in me focusing on you at all. But can I tell you something? God told me to share this with you this morning. You are the X factor. You and God equals the X factor. And the reason why you equal the X factor is because your adversary is overlooking you. But he doesn't know that when he sees you, it's not you. He's 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 not he's missing out on what he's missing out on the fact that who you have with you. It's kind of like when you get in a fight. When I was growing up, my younger brother, we didn't even know if he knew how to fight at all. Why? Because he never had to fight. Because every time somebody stepped to him, they overlooked him, but they took out the X factor because I was the X factor. He was never gonna have to fight. And to this day, I still don't know if he knows how to fight. Because he never had to fight. If somebody even sounded like they wanted to fight him, it was on. It was like that with my older brother too. I I know, I know, I think my older brother knows how to fight, but we don't know because whenever somebody came at him, the X factor. The X factor was that one that the other the opponent always overlooked, and he says that's what your adversary is thinking about you today. I, you say, "Oh, well, give me another example." David, remember when David with Goliath? Goliath was speaking all that, speaking all that smack for forty days to the army of is, Israel. He's talking all kind of smack, actually trying to punk out uh, uh, Saul the king because. Saul didn't have, he, he had the stature on the outside of a king, but he did not have the heart of a warrior. He didn't have a heart when he got challenged with somebody who was bigger than he was. But God sent David. David went down there just taking a picnic down there. And he heard that, he heard that Goliath talking all that smack. And what did, David understood who he was in God. He knew who what his covenant was with God. So when he heard the Goliath talking that smack, he like, who is this uncircumcised, not having a covenant with God, don't not in right relationship with God, talking all this smack against the army of the Lord, trying to defile them, trying to trying to make them look weak. David was the X factor. no no one counted on David to come. I mean, because on the outside, he was this little kid, he was a young kid, he was a shepherd, he, he herded sheep, but what they didn't know is he had the heart of a warrior and he knew his covenant with God. So when he went in, he wasn't going in as David, he went in as David who knew he had the the backing of almighty God with him and hit God super on David's natural made him supernatural. And God's telling me to tell you today, his super on your natural makes you supernatural. You are the X factor. That's why you're in the trap game because the adversary is oh, thinks he's overlooking you, not realizing who you are. But not after today. I said not after today. I said not after today. Because out of the day, you're going to find out who you are in him. And you're going to understand why you got to step up your game and tell God, hey, let's do it. No holds barred. Let's do it. Can y'all see that? Are y'all with me so far? Glory to God. So this is a trap game. In other words, this is a game the enemy thinks he's already won. I'll give you another example. Gideon. Gideon, the armies was coming up against Gideon. They was already, looked like they had victory over Gideon, looked like they had victory over God's people, looked like there was no way out. But then God called Gideon the least likely person you thought that God would have used. In fact, when God said to Gideon, you mighty man of valor, Gideon's looking around like, who are you talking to? But God, Gideon was the ax factor. Oh, you said you want even greater than that? What happened with Gideon's situation? God took three hundred men and defeated an army of over a hundred thousand. Three hundred men. You plus God is the majority. You are the X factor. That's why we call this the trap game. You said, give me another example. I'm glad you said that, Doug. Thank you. Jesus, and it was the X factor. Remember, Rome was the largest, they was the they was the largest empire. They was running the whole show and everything. And Jesus prophesied, this is what's gonna happen to all these little temples and everything that you looking at that you got so much pride and everything in. And it looked like it was impossible for that to happen. But even in the midst of all that, God was still able to establish his kingdom in the earth and even when Rome came crashing down and when it crashed it crashed big time guess what still stood the kingdom of god to this very day in the midst of an impossible situation that's why i see stuff on tv i'm like man y'all <laughs> you you over, you think this is a trap game cuz you you overlooking the x factor and the x factor is god is already strategically placed People in places and positions in order to cause them to win. Pause and think about that. It's a trap game, a game where the stronger opponent, seemingly stronger opponent overlooks a weaker opponent and the weaker opponent overcomes overcomes. What did he says? Thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph. Is that, I believe it's, is Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph. It didn't say he sometimes causes me to triumph. He always causes me to triumph. Now, I'm going to tell you this, though. Nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. Turn me over to X, uh, Amos chapter 3. Amos is in the Old Testament, if you don't know where it's at. Amos chapter 3, I'm reading out of the Amplified Version, and it reads as follows. It says, do two walk together, except they make an appointment and have agreed? Will a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where there is no trap for him? Does a trap spring up from the ground when nothing at all has sprung it? Shall a trumpet blow in the city and the people not be alarmed or afraid? Shall misfortune or evil occur as punishment and the Lord not know it or the Lord not allow it? Surely, surely the Lord Lord God will do nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Now, most people will read that word and say, see, I don't. See, I told you. That's why I need a prophet in my life because he's only going to receive, reveal his secrets to the prophets. This is Old testament and in the old testament the anointing only rested upon the priest the king and the prophet the people did not have the holy spirit on the inside of them in order for them to know hear what it is god says he used priests and kings and prophets does everybody see that do you understand this This is part of why you got to know how to study your Bible, because if you just read that by yourself, you said the only person God is going to reveal it to is the prophets. And I'm going to show you it under the new covenant that that is not the case. Well, you say, show it to you, Jerry. All right, I'm going to do it. Turn with me, if you will. You turn to John chapter 16. I'm going to give you another nugget to let you know that he will show you what is coming. God will show you what is coming. Isaiah chapter forty-two and verse nine, he says this: "Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forward, I tell you of them. In other words, all those past things have come to pass. New things are about to spring forth, but before they before they come, I'm going to declare unto you what is to come." God's telling his people, I'm gonna declare to you what it is to come. He already says, before it happens, before anything new is coming, I'm going to tell you through my servants. And he says, under the old covenant, it was through the prophets. Under the new covenant, you are a prophet, you are a prophet in your own life. You says, how is that? Well, I'm gonna show you. Turn with me to John, I told you to go to John chapter 16. Verse number 13 says this reading out of the New American Standard Bible. It says, "When, but when he, the spirit of truth, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of his own initiatives, but whatsoever he hears, he will speak. Everybody read this last part with me. And he will disclose to you what is to come who's going to reveal it to you the holy spirit who is he going to reveal it to those who are born again those who have the holy spirit on the inside of them he will show you things to come is that in your bible Okay, you said let every word by, be established by two or more witnesses. I'm going to give you another witness. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, "I'm telling you this because many people are waiting to hear a word from a prophet and he does give prophets word, but he gives prophets a snapshot He says, but I'm, 1 Corinthians chapter two, he says, but I'm telling you, I'm going to, a prophet doesn't have, doesn't, doesn't give you a word for your everyday life, but the Holy Spirit will show you things to come if you will fellowship with him, if you will ask of him. Remember, isn't that how all this started out in the very beginning? I will call, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me out of all my fears. I called upon the Lord and he heard me and delivered me out of my, all my troubles. He says, angels camp around all those who trust in him. And God is saying, before I do anything, I, I, I will tell my people first. In the Old Testament, he used prophets because prophets were the one where the Spirit of the Lord sat upon. Do y'all see the difference between the two? Why, he said, you ask, why do you keep talking about this? Because he says there's many false prophets in the earth today and they sound a whole lot like the real thing, but there's just little bitty tweaks that they make to get you off. And if you don't know that the same spirit was on the inside of you, you will get lost. He didn't tell you to live by every word that comes out of the mouth of a prophet. He says live by every word that comes forth out of the mouth of God. Every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Now, he says it's First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I'm reading out the New American Standard. He says this. But just as it is written, things which eyes has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of a man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed him through the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches all things and the depths, even the depths of God. So who revealed them to you? The Holy Spirit. How is he going to reveal them to you when you, when you go, when you ask, when you ask, when you yield yourself to him, when you allow yourself to be led by him. Part of being led by the Holy Spirit means that you get it, you get instructions from Holy Spirit. Part of being led by the Holy Spirit means you have the character and nature of God to fulfill the purposes, plans, and pursuits God has for your life. Second Corinth, First Corinth, as you were, First Corinthians chapter two, verses nine and ten. Again, why is he telling you this? He says because I'm trying to tell you before something springs forth new in your life. I'm going to tell you what does a prophet, when a prophet prophesies, or when we prophesy, what do we do? We speak, we're either edifying, building up or exhorting, encouraging, building up or exhorting, bringing comfort to you. If it doesn't bring comfort to you, if it doesn't encourage you, If it doesn't uh, uh, lift you up, encourage you, build you up, you might want to go back and check the source because that's what prophecy does. Who did God say was going to share these things with you? The Holy Spirit. Which means you have to have a relationship with them. Now, let me tell you about the signs of the times. signs of the time in Matthew chapter 24, chapter 3 says this. He says, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Later, when they arrived at the Mountain of Olives, his disciples came privately to where he was sitting and said, tell us, when will these things happen? And what sign or indicator should we expect to signal your coming and the completion of this age? Now, Jesus answered, at that time, deception will run rampant. So the first indicator of Jesus the end of the age is deception is going to run rampant. Can anybody say you see that right now? Mm -hmm. He says it's going to run rampant. He says, so beware that you are not fooled, for many will appear on the scene claiming my authority or saying about themselves, I am the anointed one, and they will lead many astray. You will hear of wars and revolutions on every side can you see that on the news today and with with more rumors of wars to come he says don't panic don't or give in to your fears for the breaking apart of, of the world's system is destined to happen. In other words, the reason why we was talking about last time about you got to you got to become independent of the world system is because that system is destined to be uh to just fall apart, break apart and it's happening before your very eyes. I know here in our own nation, they're talking about a budget that's 354 billion dollars. And I only had one question. Where are you going to get all that money from? In the United States right now in one state. One state. Hear what I'm saying to you? One state. The 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 president elect said that they were going to place within their infrastructure in one state. Listen to this word. Number 400 I mean 4 trillion dollars one state four trillion dollars that's not larger than the province of Ontario so I asked the same question where are you going to get all that money at because the more money you print the less value that money has signs of the time so what is God telling us? You can't serve both. You can't. What do you mean you can't serve both? Well, let me help you. Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-one. I'm still reading out of the Passion Translation. It says this: For your heart will always pursue what you esteem as your treasure. It says the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. If your heart is un clouded the light talk about revelation light revelation light floods in but if your eyes are focused on money the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place it says how profound will the darkness within you how profound will the be the darkness within you if the light that the light of the truth, our revelation light of the truth cannot enter in. Why can't it enter in? Because you have put something else in its place. How could you worship two gods at the same time? That's the question. How can you worship two gods at the same time? He says this, he says, you will have have to hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise or lightly esteem, esteem the other. You cannot worship the true God and the God of money or the God of mammon. Now we talked about last week or the week before the mammon is 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 money and, and wealth and positions and all that. In other words, God is saying this. He says, if Jesus, this is Jesus on a, ser- on a Sermon on the Mountain talking about you can't serve God and serve at bow at the altar of money at the same time in order for you to be able to continue to get revelation light on the inside. It didn't say, he didn't say anything was wrong with money, which we're about to find out. He didn't say anything was wrong with money. He says, it's not a, uh, nothing's wrong with money. He says, you have a wrong relationship, which means you're going to have wrong results. You said, prove that. Okay. I will turn with me if you will, to first Timothy chapter six. Trap game. There's nothing new under the sun. The adversary is, is overlooking you because he believes, hey, he already got this thing won, but he's, he, he's, he's ignoring the X factor. And X factor in all this is you plus God makes the majority. Now, 1 Timothy chapter six, verse number seven, I'm re- still reading out the Passion Translation. It reads as follows. Isn't it true that our hands were empty when we came into the world And when we leave this world, our hands will be empty again. In other words, you brought nothing into the world with you. There's nothing you're gonna be able to take out with you. Because of this, food and clothing is enough to make us content. But those who crave the wealth of this world slip into spiritual snares or traps. They become trapped by the troubles that come through their foolish and harmful desires, driven by greed and drowning in their own sinful pleasures. And they take others down with them into their corruption and eventually destruction. Loving money is a root of all evil. It didn't say money was. It says loving money is a root of all evils. Some people run after it so much that they have given up their faith, craving more money pushes them away from the faith into error, compounding misery in their lives. In other words, they are so consumed by having money that they stop they was once following after God, they was once trying to do it God's way, and they say, God's way doesn't work, I'm going to go do my own thing, it's all about me. Did you know that laboring and toiling were all under the curse? Before Adam bowed his knee to the adversary, it said Adam worked in the garden, but it never said that he toiled, it told him after he failed, part of the curse was, hey, you are gonna to have to get, get your needs met by the sweat of your own brow. Before that, it was not like that. All i had to do was say it, and it was so. In fact, God before God even placed Adam and Eve in the garden, he had already made everything available to him, all the resources necessary for Adam to be sustained then and beyond, was already in the garden. It was already made available to him. But when he bowed his knee and stepped from the kingdom of God into the dominion of darkness, he, he stepped into the dominion of darkness way of doing things, which was, swe- was sweating and toiling. You say, show it to me." I will read. Thanks, Rita. I'll do it. First uh, Colossians chapter one says this, You says, how do you know that we was that we was once in the kingdom of darkness and now we're in the kingdom of God? Well, first Corinthians, as you were, Colossians chapter one says this. For he has rescued us. This is the New Living Translation. He has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our and forgave our sins. Who was the one who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins? Jesus. So Jesus was the one who purchased our freedom and forgiveness of our sins. And as a result of him doing that, we was transferred from the kingdom of darkness, the dominion of darkness. Now we're back into the kingdom of God. In other words, we're back into the way God originally intended it to be from the foundation of the world and the way it was in the garden for Adam before he bowed his knee. Do y'all see that? but if you still living under the mindset that i'm bowing down to the kingdom of i'm bowing down to the altar of the of the god of money or i'm bowing down to mammon and i got it i gotta get my i gotta get them i gotta get that paper gotta get that paper gotta get that paper and and the adversary understands that you caught up in the game so he's he's so when you talk about I'm operating according to the kingdom of God, or you hear about the kingdom of God, you believe, man, the adversary looking at you, it's a trap game. He overlooks you because he he knows it exists, but he know you don't know. And if you you don't know, he will overlook you. But God has raised up people for such a time as this to declare what the kingdom, what's all what the kingdom of God is all about. Do y'all see that? Now, he told me to share this with you too. He says, you are not an old sinner saved by grace. Mm-hmm. He says, don't you ever say that about yourself again, cause you are not an old sinner saved by grace. Cause you know what he, t- he said? He says, cause you can't be both. You are either an old sinner or you're saved by grace, but you can't be both. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. He says, because that's a sorta way that keeps you trapped and under the dominion of darkness. I'm an old sinner, saved by grace, doing my best to make it in. Well, you can't make it in on your own merit anyway, because you, you going in on Jesus dying. Isn't that what we just heard? Jesus was the one who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians chapter two. I know this is a lot of scripture for you today, but we got to get you out of the trap game. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter two, verse five says this. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, how many people know that's past tense? That word were is past tense. We was like that, but we were dead and we were doomed in our own many sins, but not now. What happened? Jesus united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and, he, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of heavenly realm. Paul to think about that. That's another way of saying he's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. For by grace, you have been saved, healed, delivered, made whole, and complete. Grace by faith. is not just by faith. It's not just by grace. It's grace by faith. These things have come to pass. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation. For it was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is is never a reward for good works are human striving. That's why you know you can pass out all the bean pies you want to times get better. Guess what's gonna happen? You're it's never gonna be enough to get in. You can you can have all the little fruit sacrifices you ever want to have. I say all you're gonna do is have a bunch of uh fruit flies flying around your house, but it's never gonna earn you salvation. You can pay all the all the little uh, uh pits or or you know, pay uh, light all the little candles for, for purgatory and all the good things, but guess what's gonna happen if you do. Not receive grace, the grace by faith which is made available to you, that God made available to you through his son. Guess what's going to happen when it's all said and done? You're going to be on the outside looking in. When he's telling you right now, I've already made provisions for you. When Adam got to the garden, All the provisions was already made available to him. All he had to do was receive it. God's telling you that exact same thing today. All the provisions have already been made available for you. All you have to do is receive it. All the provisions for your deliverance All the provisions for your healing, all the provisions for your salvation, all the provisions for your wholeness, all your provisions for the restoration have already been made available to you. All you have to do is receive it. All you have to do is receive it. Because once you receive what it is Jesus did for you on the cross, what happens? We have become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us for we are joined to jesus we are joined to jesus that's why you in this in this trap game that's why you you got the x factor you plus god makes the majority when if you already have jesus on the inside of you when he sees you when you going in you're not going in in your own strength or your own ability you're going in in his strength and his ability. Uh-huh. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we should fulfill it. God had a plan for your life before you was out of your mother's womb. In fact, he said in Jeremiah chapter 1 before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you came forth out of the womb, I had already predestined for you, or I already had an assignment for you. I already had a destiny for you before you even came out of the womb. And I already had all the provisions necessary for you to fulfill those at assignment. All you have to do is receive it. Last scripture. Second Corinthians chapter five says this. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Now 17. If anyone is enfolded into God, into Christ, he or she has become an entirely new person. If you are in Christ, you have become, in God's eyes, you have become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything, everybody say everything. everything. Everything is fresh and new. So if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Everything that was associated with you before that, in God's eyes, has passed away. It doesn't matter what you did. That's why I'm saying, that's why he, Spirit of the Lord said earlier, it doesn't matter what you used to do. It doesn't matter, there is no, he says goodbye to your yesterday. He's not looking at your past. He's only looking at your present and future. And God has made all things new who made them all new god god has made all things new and he has reconciled or restored us to himself and he has given us the ministry of reconciling or restoring others back to god so what does god do god takes you When you receive what it is that Jesus freely did for you on the cross, he makes the great exchange with you. He takes your old, he gives you his new. Then he says this, woman of God, man of God, child of God, I need you to allow me to use you to go out and tell others what I did for you. Did y'all just hear that? I need you to allow me to use you to go out and tell others what I did for you. But if you if you caught up in the trap game, focusing on money, 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 and you're spending all your time at the altar of money, 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 wealth. Well, there's nothing wrong with money. It's your relationship with it. And you don't realize that you have been delivered from that kingdom of darkness and he's transferred you over to the kingdom of his dear son or into the kingdom of God, then you will be caught up in a rat's race and you won't fulfill, even though it was made available to you from the foundation of the world, you will never step into what it is he called you to do because you're in a trap. And your adversary doesn't realize that it's a trap game. He's not counting on you, but God is. God is counting on you. He's not going to get off the throne. Jesus is not going to get off the throne. Jesus is not going to get off the throne. God will make his expression in, in the earth through you. If you let him. Is hiding in plain sight. You're hiding in plain sight. But God says today, people who have been in cocoons, those cocoons are being opened today. And today I need you to spread your wings and begin to fly. I need you to allow me to use you. This is what the spirit of the Lord said. I need you to allow me to use you to go out and impact a house, a community, a city, a province, a nation, a world. He gets his expression in the earth through people. So the question is, it's simple. Now that he's told you, do you believe what it is he said about you okay he says this he says this, he said don't just give him give him opportunity say this out to me dear heavenly, father, dear heavenly father right now right now i believe i, believe, I receive, I receive grace, grace by faith, by faith to, be healed, to be healed to be delivered to be, delivered, to be made whole, to be, made
1: whole to,
0: be set free. to be set free i'm a new creation in christ jesus all things have passed, passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Have new. God, you have made all, new, God, you made all things new. And you're doing a new thing in me. Thing in me. It's been revealed to me, it's revealed to me by the Holy Spirit. The Holy, Spirit. Holy, Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead, me. lead me. Guide me, guide me, and direct me. And, direct me. And, to and to all that I've been called to. I receive receive the plans, the purposes, purposes, and destiny destiny that God had for me me from the foundation of the world. world. That old man is dead. The The new person is alive. alive. I'll never go back. back. Not another day in my life. life. I believe I receive receive right now. now. I'm in right relationship relationship with my heavenly father. I will seek his, seek his kingdom, and walk up right before him, right before him. And, all and all these things will be added unto me. Added unto me. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. amen. It's that simple. What did you just do? You just said back to God what God said to you. Now, what did you also do? You released him. I gave him authorization to bring it to pass in your life is that simple. Trap game, because the adversary did not count on you doing that. Now he's not just dealing with you, now he's dealing with you and the father and he already knows there's no way he's gonna win that unless he can get convince you to go back to what you used to be, but you already told, I ain't never going back. Do y'all see that? Trap game, hiding in plain sight. Now, what do you do now? Now Now that I've made that decision, what I gotta do now? I gotta renew my mind by the word of God to understand how to operate as a new citizen in the kingdom of God. Can I let you in on a secret? Even though I lived right across the bridge, when I came across that bridge, a bridge, even though many people look alike, people on the other side, the laws in the kingdom of Canada are not the same laws, exact identical laws that are in United States of America, even though they're right next to each other. You don't even have to be like that. Shoot, you can go from Ontario over to Quebec and there is a great difference between their mentality. There's a great difference on the way that they see things even though they're looking at the exact same thing, their perception, interpretation of it is different. When you're in the body of Christ, there are many things in the world that if you don't have, your mind has not been renewed by the word of God, you will look at them the exact same way, not understanding there is great differences between the two. So if you never accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior today, I'd like to give you an opportunity to do that. You can't even get into the kingdom without accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And it's as simple as praying a prayer. Again, you gotta open up your mouth believe it out of your heart. Remember, grace by faith, grace by faith, you receive your salvation. So it says this in Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, the word of God is near you, not only in your heart, but in your mouth. That is the word of faith, which we preached, that we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God erased it from the dead. We shall be saved, healed, delivered, made whole and complete. So pray this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, Amen. in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus, that Jesus Christ is the Son, the Son of God. I believe he died for me died for on, the on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord, sins from me. Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. To my heart. Save me now. Me now. I, turn I turn from sin and I receive your offer of forgiveness. All for forgiveness. I'm, I'm, for forgiveness. Forgiven I'm forgiven right now. Right now. You're, not You're not mad at me or hold no sins against me. I'm in right relationship with you. Right relationship with you. Holy, Spirit, Holy Spirit, come into my heart, into my heart. Right, now. right now. I receive you, you. leading guide me God. unto all truth. all truth. I believe it. I, believe it. I, receive, it. I receive it. It's so, it's so. Right, now. right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus name. amen. Now, and if you prayed that for the very first time, I want to welcome you, welcome you back into the family, back into the kingdom, back into position. And like we said, what's your next step? And you got to renew your mind by the word of God so you can understand how to operate under the laws and kingdoms, uh, principles within the kingdom of God, because you're a brand new creature. In fact, we stamp your passport into the kingdom of God right now. You have a kingdom of God passport everywhere you go. It will be honored and respected as long as you make sure that you don't ever forget that's for the kingdom that you're now a part of. Now, here at Ignite Depot, again, our, our, what we do is we represent God in order to ignite life and purpose within a generation. So we would love to have you join us each week whether online or in person, so that we can help you grow in your relationship with God and he'll also help you grow in your knowledge of his word and knowledge of the kingdom of God. So every Sunday uh, right now at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be live, or you can catch us during the week on our uh, Thursday night at 7 o'clock when we're, we're still studying on the spirit-controlled life. You're more than welcome. Just go to the website, uh, www.ignitetolife.com. That's ignite2life.com. And we'd love to have you join us. Uh, Also, um, if we can pray for you for anything, by all means, send us an email at info at uh, ignitedepot.com. That's info at ignitedepot.com. Know that we love you. Sister June loves you. Uh, Entire Ignite Brigade loves you. And know this, even though the adversary thought you were in a trap game, he didn't count on the X factor. The X factor being you plus God makes your majority. Thanks be unto God who always calls us a triumph. We love you. We'll see you next week. God bless you and have a good day. Bye-bye.